Welcome to Season 3 of The Commons, a podcast featuring researchers, innovators, artists, entrepreneurs, and community builders who are improving the human condition in your own backyard and around the globe. I'm your host, Tom Osha. If you've listened to any episode of this podcast, you do know we focus a lot on innovation districts, the spatial geographies where talent and ideas come to cluster and connect. The Association of University Research Parks is a member-driven organization, and it counts among its membership research parks and innovation districts across the globe who have as their anchor research universities and academic medical centers. This robust organization of several hundred districts comes together once a year in a different city around the world to exchange ideas and best practices in the industry. This year, they're in Toronto, Canada for the 2022 International Conference. They were kind enough to invite the Commons to come and speak with some of their members. So our first episodes of Season 3 will be interviews with park leaders from around the world. I hope you enjoy. This is Tom Ocean. Welcome to the Commons. Again, we are coming to you live from the International Conference at the Association of University Research Parks. AURP, and we're here in Toronto, Canada. And actually sitting across from me this afternoon is Josh Mitchell. He is the Managing Director of Real Estate for the University of Toronto and one of the people responsible for the environment that we find ourselves in. Today, we're in Medical and Related Sciences, or better known as Mars. So Josh, welcome to the Commons. Thanks so much for having me. This is a fantastic idea. It's been a great conference and congratulations again on the on the Visionary Award. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, well, thank you uh, on behalf yeah. of Jim Bear and yes. thank you very much. And, yeah. and congrats go back to, to the University of Toronto for Appreciate the Leadership it. Award. And, Appreciate it. And all you have to do is walk down university or college mm-hmm. or Bedina and really see where the university is going from a from a facilities and a real estate standpoint and why that leadership board was so well deserved. So bring us up to date on, on sure. what's happening. Sure. So I'd actually even like to take a step back, just a 30,000 foot overview. I think, you know, what makes Toronto unique and specifically U of T where we are. And if you haven't been to Toronto, college and university, which is the intersection that we're sitting at today, really is main and main for innovation. We call it the Discovery District. That was really kind of an informal, organic brand that generated just kind of 20 years ago from all sorts of organizations that have done innovative work in this this district. But really, it's the University of Toronto. It's Mars, which you already mentioned. It's all of the hospitals. And we're also stone's throw away from government. So that's provincial and municipal government. Um, And very close to venture capital. Our, Our kind of Wall Street is called Bay Street. and It's just down the street. So you know, all of the, the workings of, of our district are, are really within, you know, uh, five, I'm going to use kilometers, not right, miles right, for no American friends, but five yeah. kilometer radius. Um, and we're, you know, we're right kind of downtown, right? So it's a hub of activity. Uh, all of our students are back in session. It's just fantastic to see so many folks uh, downtown and, and be integrated with the city. I think in terms of what the university is ultimately trying to do, I mean, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of history involved in our relationship with Mars specifically. Uh, and it goes back to 2008, actually, when we when we invested about 20% equity stake in the Mars Tower. 
to, uh, to build the West Tower, which we're in today, is about a million square feet for innovation companies. And that was university's kind of first foray in, in actually taking an equity ownership stake in the actual real estate behind innovative companies. Before that, it was very kind of organically grown. You know, it, it came out of our chemistry labs where there's maybe, you know, a handful of actual innovation companies working with chemistry professors. We then had something called the Banting and Best Institute. The Banting Institute still stands today. The Best Institute was demolished to make way for our first phase of our Schwartz Reisman Innovation Campus, which I'd love to speak about. But really, that was the that was kind of the next step. Is is really kind of bootstrapping enterprises being you know on College Street in a university building. Since then, we've acquired a whole whack of land along College Street. We just purchased you know five or six years ago uh, CAMH, which is a mental health and addiction facility. It's about 3.5 acres right in the southwest quadrant of campus. And then right across the street, we also have the new Schwartz Reisman Innovation Campus, which is where Banting currently is and Bant, uh, Best is uh, demolished. So we, we really own and, and, and operate all along College Street in terms of innovation. I'm happy to go into any specific details. Well, so why don't we go into Schwartz sure. Reisman? Because one of the interesting things is it was meant to bring mm-hmm. uh, an entire research unit, right? Interdisciplinary AI Mm -hmm. off the campus to make it more accessible to corporate interaction. So talk a bit about that. Sure. So the Schwartz Reisman Innovation Campus, it's going to be 650,000 square feet right across from the Mars facility, right? So again, Maine and Maine were the next corner that we're going to be developing. And we really wanted it to be organized into two towers that had a very specific theme. So the first tower, which is phase one, be complete next year. That's our AI tower. That's 250,000 square feet dedicated to just AI tenants. Um, And we have Vector Institute that will be anchoring that. And they're a very powerful uh, international think tank that actually partners with industry to figure out how to incorporate AI in industry. So they're very well connected in the AI industry. The the second tower will be Life Sciences. um, And that'll be about 400,000 square feet. There will be a blend of, you know, 60-40 wet lab to office ratio and we really cannot build enough life sciences space in this in this district. I mean, uh, Mars is 99.9% occupied. We're trying to find ways to incorporate uh, new life sciences tenants in this ecosystem. And we really foresaw uh, a tremendous amount of demand for that second tower. Um, so we're really looking forward to delivering that sometime in 2017 or 2027, 2028. So super, super keen uh, to advance the, the academic mission. Uh, as part of our, our kind of broader strategy uh, and innovation, uh, but also looking to actually get a little bit of return on investment as well. And, and that kind of speaks to this broader U of T strategy we call the Four Corners Real Estate okay. Strategy, where we really want to create university housing, retail, but most importantly, innovation space that speaks to the academic mission, but also generates a certain amount of return. And so we're in every single case, we're always trying to get risk-appropriate returns on the real estate side that we can then filter back into the academic mission, and obviously back to innovation space. So kind of a, a circle of life. Is, right. is the, the, the margin feeds the mission. Exactly. Yeah. I think I heard somebody say that there are more cranes up in Toronto than there are in New York, Chicago, and San Francisco combined. That That is 100% correct. I mean, we're the third or the fourth largest city, depending on how you ultimately cut it up. We're the fastest growing city in North America. Our tech cluster specifically is already well established, but is still one of the fastest growing tech industries uh, in North America. Life sciences is still, you know, working its way out of a nascent industry, but we have a fantastic amount of basic research and development. We have the first J Labs in Canada uh, upstairs. Um, so life sciences is also on its way. I mean, the city itself has a lot going for it. Um, it's, it's fantastic that we have such an obvious cluster emerging in downtown Toronto. 
But as a city region, I mean, AURP is being co-hosted by you know Mars, Waterloo, and McMaster. We really have an entire innovation corridor outside of the Toronto area even. Uh, and so really subscribing to that hub-and-spoke innovation model with Maine and Maine being obviously Mars, U of T, all the hospitals downtown, but then these fantastic kind of lower cost basis spaces for biomanufacturing and step out space for, for tech companies at places like McMaster, Waterloo. Um, and they're doing a great job creating new companies as well, right? So they're not just to call them spoke, they're, they're their own engines of growth as well. I think it's a wonderful strategy and maybe one that's a bit defensive against some of the affordability problems that mm-hmm. Other large cities in North America have experienced when they've grown so much, they've basically priced out many of their startups. Right, right. Yeah, no, exactly. I think, I mean, there's no doubt, I think every good ecosystem is going to have high-end, high-cost basis space for research and development. It needs to be a stone's throw away from, you know, these private investigators, these PIs are, are both working at hospitals, they're also professors, and then they're moonlighting and creating these companies on the side. They need to be within walking distance when they're in that kind of early growth stage startup mode. But when they've actually created their company and they're growing from, you know, 5, 10 to 30 and they need step out space, we really want to provide that warm shell graduation space downtown. But even beyond that, we want to make sure that they can biomanufacture here, that they can really scale at large without going to Boston or New York City, which are kind of our North American competitors. So speaking of that step out space, you're developing what 50,000 square feet in downtown. Yep. That kind of space, aren't you? All of our shorts Reisman Innovation Campus, the specifically the second phase good portion of that will be warm shell space, okay. right? So we understand we need to create an ecosystem in every building that we create. Mm-hmm. And so that second tower really will be basic research and development from U of T, but okay. that'll be only about 10% of the building. There definitely will be another incubator, whether it's J-Labs, which is already in Mars, or a J-Labs-esque incubator or something that U of T creates from scratch. And then we want a whole whack of warm shell space. There definitely will be some cold dark shell space for those really kind of established life sciences companies, but we're really trying as much as possible to address that market gap in that warm shell space for graduation uh, out of those incubators. I really wish we could push the the date up, you know, to 2023 and and deliver it. I think 400,000 square feet would lease up in a heartbeat. But we're, you know, one game in town. There's a whole bunch of developers that are interested in expanding in the life sciences space. So you have a whole bunch of private industry in addition to the universities working to, to solve this gap this market gap. Are there things the university is doing or cooperating with either the provincial or municipal government on affordability and housing? You know, it's a fantastic question. I think so many folks talk about innovation districts and they just focus on that commercial space, but it's really important that it's a live, work, play environment. And being right downtown, you know, you have definitely the commercial office space, you have the play, you have all the best restaurants and the retail space, but affordability on the residential side is extremely, extremely important. Uh, and anyone that knows the Toronto market, we have a, 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 a terrible affordability crisis on our hands. I mean, I see it in my portfolio. We're trying to build, you know, student housing. We had 13,000 asks for beds and we only had 9,000 beds to offer, right? We're an 85,000 student organization, right? So that's just the tip of the iceberg. We could really subscribe higher on that. I think, you know, the, the city, uh, the province, even the feds are all taking big bets in affordability. There isn't really too much of a, you know, actual kind of robust tax um, benefit strategy that you see in the United States. I did a whole bunch of affordable housing in the United States in a prior career. We don't have that same kind of, you know, light tech model here. So it really is dollar for dollar, you know, provincial grant or federal grant into the actual affordability. Um, And the city is trying to do a a good job on the policy side of things, right? They're trying to create inclusionary zoning. So anytime you, you redevelop here, a certain percentage of units need to be affordable. 
but it still doesn't seem to be enough. It really comes down to there's tremendous demand and not enough supply, and we need to somehow you know provide uh, you know get rid of red tape and, and ultimately build more housing to to reduce affordability. So the university is trying to to do its part by building student housing, but it, it doesn't, obviously we're not a condo developer, we're not a right, purpose built right. rental developer. We're hoping the private sector continues to lobby government to get that, that part figured out. Well, you've got, a, you've got a lot going on on your own campus, right? Oh, we As do. I walked around, there's a lot of redevelopment of your own buildings. Exactly. So Four Corners is, is not just innovation space. Like I said, it's university housing. We're looking to build more than 4 million square feet over the next 10 to 15 years. And that's just that category of space. I mean, the university, faculty of medicine, they have their whole capital program, Faculty of Arts and Science. That's, you know, that's separate. That's distinct. That's also a multi-billion dollar capital plan. But just the university housing, just the innovation space and retail space, which we sometimes refer to as ancillary services, that's about 4 million square feet over the next 10 to 15 years. And that's just downtown. We have two other campuses, University of Toronto Scarborough and University of Toronto Mississauga, which are uh, fantastically located campuses that also have their own you know, innovation plays and also residential markets that we're trying to to build in. So it's just a tremendous amount of upside in the, yeah. in the near future. When do you rest? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. That's that's the thing. Yeah. Well, well let me let me ask the final question sure. I ask everybody is, what's the best piece of advice, Josh, you've ever been given? It came from my father. My father's a musician, and my my you know his whole identity is around his career, his his job. You know, he he told me one time that your your career is not your identity. Right. You can be completely career driven, but but definitely, you know, you can be a, a father on the side. You can have hobbies on the side and create an identity that's separate from your career. And I think it's really important for a professional at any stage of their life to understand that, you know, you can work as hard as you can, but there's other things involved. And and I, I've really taken that to heart. I've really focused, you know, a career in the public private sector world, not just revenue generation. I've always tried to look at how I can build equity in whatever I do. I've also tried to, you know, uh, obviously be a good family man as well. Um, and so, you know, it's not necessarily a professional development, uh, you know, a piece of advice, but it's stuck really close to me. I, I take it with me everywhere I go. It's life development exactly. advice yeah, and great advice. Yep. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Of course. Thanks for having me. It's, it's been a wonderful conversation. Thanks so much. We'll do it again sometime uh, soon. I look forward to it. My guest today has been Josh Mitchell. He is the Managing Director of Real Estate at the University of Toronto. I'm Tom Osha. This is The Commons coming to you from AURP 2022 in Toronto. The Commons is a production of Wexford Science and Technology, LLC. Views and opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests. To view additional material about today's episode or guest, submit questions or story ideas, or to learn more about Wexford Science and Technology, please visit www.wexfordscitech.com forward slash insights. You can subscribe to The Commons on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. I'm your host, Tom Osha. Thank you for listening.